this morning I'm going to be talking about life in the spirit. Life in the spirit. I think uh, just before summer I preached a few messages on the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I'm not going to be repeating that message. And uh, I think it's, it's a good message. I know it's a good message. So you can go back and have a listen to those few messages. Um, <clears throat> and as a church, we've been doing the belonging course uh, just for us to know what uh, we are passionate about as a church, what we are doing together. It's always good for us to come together, to reason together, for you to know where's the direction of the church, what are the values of the church, what are we pursuing so that we can do this together. Um, I think we're going to have the last one next week. So if you have not done it, there will be another opportunity for you early next year to join in what God is doing. Um, how can I start the message about the Holy Spirit? Uh, I think let me start from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I was just thinking with everything happening in our world, with the instability in the world, with the insecurity in the world, with the chaos in the world, it's appearing to me that the world system, the world we live in, is not kind to us. Our leaders, you would think we, we, we elected leaders who will make life simpler for us. I'm not just talking about one leader, all the leaders in the world. But it appears to me as if leaders are not the solutions to the things in our world. We live in a broken world. And you are part of that world. So how do you want to survive in a world that is against you? How do you want to live your life and your life will have a meaning? Your life will have a purpose in a world that, is, that wants to squeeze you. Look at the cost of living. And we keep hearing that it's even going to be more difficult next year. <laughs> Can you imagine our leaders are telling us that, ah, don't be complacent, it will be more difficult next year. So, if we are living in that kind of world, how do we survive? How do we fulfill God's purpose for our lives? That's why this message is very, very important. But before I, I, I go on to talk about uh, life in the spirit, let me just read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Formless. No direction. In fact, you will just know that this world, you can't, you can't base your life. You can't, you can't be guaranteed of anything in life. As we were living all the chaotic things happening, in America with Trump, 
and then the coronavirus came in. During coronavirus, we were exposed to George, George Floyd. Is that, is that the name? And it, it, it exposed racism in our world. And as if coronavirus was going down, the war, the war in Ukraine started. And as it kept on going, the cost of living starts increasing. And we've been guaranteed that it's not going to come down. Can you imagine right from the beginning of the world, such things have been happening. It was empty. The Bible says darkness was over the surface of the deep. But see the next thing. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Spirit of God did not come in the New Testament. Even before the creation of the world, we may not see what the Holy Spirit is doing. We may not feel what he's doing, but he's still in charge. Can you imagine when there was darkness, when there was emptiness, where, when, the, when the heart was formless, the Holy Spirit was moving. That is one thing I want to assure us of. Life in the Spirit brings us an assurance that God is still in charge. It gives us a kind of, of, of hope that this world, you can't depend on it, but you can depend on the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God himself. If you want to experience God, you experience God through the Holy Spirit here on earth. Please, you need to know that. The Holy Spirit is the manifestation of God here on earth. Wow. So, I want to just bring three thoughts. Just three thoughts. Three things I'm thinking about. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter... Chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 23. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, so in the midst of chaos, it is possible for you to experience peace. Sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It appears to me as if The you, the you, the you is the spirit. This is not you. We live in the, in the body. 
and we've got the soul. We've got the mind. So the Bible talks about your, it's like we are made up of three components. The spirit, the soul, and the body. Your spirit is you. Some people will say your spirit is your heart. Yes. Yeah, you can take it like that too. Your soul is, is, the, is the seat of, 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 of your will. You know, your personality, how you reason, your intellect, your mind, your thoughts. And this is your body. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know all these people, they decided to evaluate how much our physical body is worth at the stock exchange. <laughs> The chemical component and the material component. Do you know how much your body is worth? Four pounds fifty. <laughs> yes, four pounds fifty. Do you know how much you spend on four pounds fifty? And actually, it's actually your skin. Your skin is three pounds fifty. All the other part of you is one pound. No, at the stock exchange, because you are depreciating. And at the end of the day, you are ordinary sand and debt. At the stock exchange, I'm taking it to your fat. Go and look, look, go, go, go and check it up. See how much you are spending on your body at the detriment of your spirit, at the detriment of your spiritual life. The you. Why don't you sit down and say, the you, what is my purpose? What am I called to do? What am I called to achieve? You speak to your spirit. You invest in your spirit. We invest in, in, in our soul. You know, our intellect, we go, you know, our education is part of our, our soul. We are brought up. See many things you put in your soul. You know, all this entertainment on the TV, see the amount of time you spend on your soul. How much time do you spend on you, your spirit? I think in Luke chapter 1, verse 80. The Bible was talking about Elijah, that he was strong in the spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 80. How strong are you in the spirit? Let's evaluate how much you are. Can you imagine your shoe? It's worth more than you. <laughs> I, I don't know. Brothers and sisters, we need to go back and reflect. I don't even mind if that's the only message I'm going to preach today. How much are you investing in your soul and your spirit? What are you about? What is, is your life formless? Is your life empty? Are you strong or are you weak in your spirit? Once you are defeated in your spirit, every other part of your body is defeated. Every other part of your component is defeated. What are you 
inserting into your souls, my brothers and sisters. Let's just face reality. So, when God made man and woman, I'm sure you've read that in Genesis, he just got sand together. This body is sand, my friend. He got sand together and he breathed. There was the breath of God. That's the reason why we became a living soul. It was, so the Bible says we were made in God's image. What does that mean? We were made in God's likeness. That's why we can reason. That's why we can think deeply. Every other living creature, they are not made. It's not made like human beings. Why? We can reason with God. Because we've got the breath, the image of God. And God, God, God communicates with us in our spirit because it was his breath. So a theologian said, there's a slide for this, please, if you can put it up. All human beings have a spirit from God, but not all human beings have the spirit of God. Job 32 verse 8 says, Job 32 verse 8 says, there's a spirit in a person, but the breath of the almighty God gives them understanding. So, actually, when we became born again, it's our spirit that became born again. <laughs> you notice that your body is still there. So, so that for God to be able to communicate with us, he regenerated our spirit. That's how God communicates with us. It's in our spirit that permeates our soul and then we carry him about in our body. So, do you know that sometimes... After you have deliberated, you've made decisions, you've, then you said, I've made up my mind. You know, it's your spirit that has communicated to you to reason because we are like God in order for you to make your decision. That's the first thought I want to bring to us. What's the second thought I want to bring to us? And in fact, I think it's Job chapter 33 verse 4. If I'm not mistaken, <coughs> that says that it was the Spirit of God that made us. You are not your own, brothers and sisters. The, the first thing I want you to reflect upon is how much are you focusing, investing in your soul? How much time do you spend with the Word of God to know the will of God? It's just a personal reflection. Are you strong in the spirit? How are you living your life? Can God say that's my son? Can God say that's my daughter? I relate with him. I connect with him. So I think Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. There's a slide for that too. It says it's the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit, King James Version, that we are children of God. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. So you, you see the spirit of God, you also see our own spirit. So there is a joining 
there is a connection, brothers and sisters. Is there a connection between your spirit and the Holy Spirit? Is there a disconnection between your spirit and the Holy Spirit? This is what will guarantee you to move in a formless world, in an empty world, in a world that is insecure and full of instability. This is what will guarantee your assurance because there is a connection between you and God. This is what will give you peace in the midst of war. So that's the first thought. What's the second thought? <coughs> Ephesians chapter 4. I know you are very quiet on me. <laughs> Sometimes we need to face reality. I face this reality. How much time am I spending on my spirit? I just told myself, life cannot remain the same. How can, how can, how can, my life be like in a cycle. I, make a, I made a decision in high school that my life will make a meaning. Some people's life is just like in a cycle. You go to work, you come back, you're in the family, you watch TV, you watch the news, you go back to work. Sometimes you go on holiday once in six months. It's like a cycle. There's nothing adventurous. What is the Holy Spirit's involvement in your life. I, I made a decision. My life is going to make a meaning. It's going to be different. Until you get to that point, brothers and sisters. And the only way is connecting your spirit with the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, this world is not going to get better. So Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22. What do we need to do? You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. I like the way NIV puts it, yourself. Before the Holy Spirit joined with our spirit, before we became born again, we had a self. We had our old self. It's like we had our own will, yourself, the direction you were going. Your focus in life, it's all about you. Now, the Bible says we should now put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. So, what's the next thing? Our old self, without the Holy Spirit, has desires. <laughs> Look at some of the things you desire. All of us, without the Holy Spirit, we desire Things that are deceitful. Did you see how they say deceitful? Deceitfulness corrupted by his deceitful desires. They appear good. They appear succulent. They appear pleasurable. Brothers and sisters, they are just deceiving us. You know, God gave me an illustration. Do you know the turkey we eat in December? They start preparing it in February or March. I think so. <laughs> but do you know what they are doing? They keep feeding the turkey. 
<laughs> if the turkey is sick, they take the turkey to the vet doctor. It appears as if the turkey is very happy that you are looking after me, you are taking care of me. The turkey doesn't know that in December. <laughs> the turkey has been deceived. <laughs> all the pampering, all the care, all the tenderness is for the owner to kill the turkey. That is what life is without the Holy Spirit. All those desires. I came to a point in my life, and what are all these things giving me? No, I just came to a point that what, what am I gaining? When I had my children, I made up my mind that I was going to spend time with them. So my last daughter, who is in high school, I still take her to school. I just, because we have to, we, I, that's a way of me spending time with her. You know why? A time is coming. I would like to spend time with her. She will not be there. Like my first son, he's finished his university. And he's going to go away and uh, go and work. The time you have now to spend with your children, brothers and sisters, do it. Sometimes we say we are so busy at work. Find a balance between work and life. What's important to you? What are you gaining? Life is not about money. You know what the Bible says? It says, what will it profit a man or a woman? If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul, the whole world is not equivalent to your soul. Did you see how the world deceives us? I went for a conference yesterday and in our, on our group we were talking and there was a young lady there who was talking about so many things going on our TV. She mentioned uh, uh, Love Island. Uh, something Love. All these things they are doing on, on TV. Um, remind me of some of them. <laughs> uh, you want to tell me? Uh, pardon? A celebrity gets me out of here. <laughs> At the detriment of your soul and your spirit. I'm, uh, you, uh, sorry, I'm not condemning us. I'm just saying let's reflect. Let's think. What's important to you? You that God, Jesus purchased with his own blood. And he says you are unique, you are, you are precious. What are you doing with your life? Was it not in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, I think? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Yeah, there's a slide for that, please, brother. Thank you for helping me. We'll go back. It says, do you not know? Sometimes it appears as if we've forgotten. That your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Who is inside you? I don't know. You are carrying the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, and you don't know. <laughs> you are carrying power. You are carrying, I don't know, you are carrying grace. You are carrying God's gifts inside you. And the Bible says, do you not know? You know, this message, I've already preached it to myself. What is important in life? 
Some of us, we've got to change what we are doing. And I don't want you to change it. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to change. That's the, that's the reason for this message. Say, what is, what is important to you? Why did you create me? What is the purpose? Why am I created here on earth? Am I supposed to be struggling? What's, what's the purpose? Are my desires aligned to your desire? So let's go back to our Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. It now says in verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. Uh, King James Version or ESV translated to the spirit of your mind. I think there's a slide for that. Yeah, King James Version, I think it says about to the spirit of your mind. This one talks about the attitude of thank you. It says, be renewed in the spirit. <laughs> That's my message today. Get a connection with God. Be renewed from your spirit that flows to your mind, the seat of decision making. And it now says, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So uh, go back to the former slide. My friend, thank you. So I discovered, I discovered, brothers and sisters, in order to live life in the spirit, you have to put off. Now go to verse 22. You have to put off yourself. What does that mean? You have to unlearn. That's where people struggle. They want to live life in the spirit but they've not unlearned, they've not put off the old self. Some of us, what's the old self based on? Horoscope. Stargazing. Astrology. What is happening in our world, that is what is informing our decision. You've got to get to a position where you unlearn that. And then verse, verse 24 says, you have to put on. So life in the spirit is not like. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. As soon as you said that, and you have finished singing, you always say, I want you to now learn. But we stop at singing. Life in the spirit is not about singing. And just say, Holy Spirit, please come, come, come. When he has come, he will teach you what to do. That's the, that's the issue. Brothers and sisters, you know the assignment I'm giving you before I give my last thought. Please, let's say, Holy Spirit, what, is, what are you saying to me? Why did you create me? Every time we think, Holy Spirit, come, he will come. Because he wants to fill us afresh. But after singing, don't go and sit down. So what are you saying? 
What do you want me to learn? <laughs> and I know people who do several things in the Holy Spirit that is not the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit will say, this is not me. If it's the Holy Spirit, it has to be, it has to align to true righteousness and what? Holiness. So I know the characteristics of what I'm looking for when it's the Holy Spirit. Some people come and bamboozle or sometimes say, the Holy Spirit told me that this is what I should do. I, I, the Holy Spirit is, is that, we know. You will know if it's the Holy Spirit. You have to see God's righteousness written all over it. You have to see the kingdom of God written all over it. And if it's true righteousness, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. I have to see the kingdom of God written all over it. Excuse me. When you say you are living life in the Holy Spirit, what are the characteristics of the kingdom of God that I can see? You say, seek ye first. And you don't seek... You see, this true righteousness is not the second. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Wow. Sorry, I don't want to. I'm just preaching the Bible. <laughs> Do you know why? I know things will change before the end of this year. If everybody listening to me this morning and you are watching me online, you are also part of it too. <laughs> you are watching me online. I know things will change. I know. Let's do that. Let's say as a church, what are we about? That's why we're doing the belonging course. Should I quickly tell you a secret? The four weeks course that some of us are doing, it took us leaders almost one year to write it. After we have written it, we were looking at it sentence, paragraph by paragraph. Does this align with the scripture? You know, those four courses that you just spent one and a half hours, it took us one year. Because we want to be sure that where we are going, it aligns with God's righteousness and holiness. <laughs> you know, sometimes, some of us, what we say about the Holy Spirit, even Jesus says, he will not speak of himself. He will talk about me. So even when the Holy Spirit is talking, he's not speaking about himself. So what you are saying where did you get it? So when sometimes some, of, some people come to us and say, the Holy Spirit told me. I'll say, talk, well, if that's what the Holy Spirit told you, what, what can I say? <laughs> but I know it's not aligned to righteousness and holiness. So when you see us keeping quiet sometimes, you think we agree with you. It's just that we are non the Holy Spirit is non-confrontational. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit told you, okay. When you go and see a church leader and he's not saying anything further, please check. <laughs> Especially your leaders here that you will go to and they will not collect any money from you. We are not about money. How many of us have come to see any of us and we say, please give us 500 pounds before we. We are not like that. Wow. Oh, I've taken time. I must say the last thing, please. Is that okay? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, okay? The last, my last thought. When Jesus was born, I discovered that Jesus did not even omit this condition. 
I think it's in Luke. My wife, you have to get it for me. The birth of Jesus. If yes, Luke chapter two. I think I think I should have a slide for it. Is it Luke chapter two or Luke chapter one? The birth of Jesus. Yes. Chapter one, verse fifty-seven. Oh, did I get? Oh, that's John the Baptist. <laughs> verse twenty-six. Do I have it? Do I have a, Oh, I didn't even know I had a slide for it. Oh, you see, I'm a good uh, pastor. <laughs> and you see, the spirit of God is leading me, and I didn't know. <laughs> okay? In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what the kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Brothers and sisters, for hearing this word, you have found favor with God. This will change your life forever. Oh, which verse am I now? 30. Okay. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call his name Jesus. It will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, Is the answer of the angel. Please. Life in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High. What do I want to say, brother? Every time you see the Holy Spirit at work, you always see power. Brothers and sisters, you are made with God's power inside you and you don't know. So, when the Bible talks about Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Brothers and sisters, are you living your life without power? Life in the Holy Spirit is made up of power. That's why you can say you are powerful. You know, I keep saying to you, Sometimes all those motivational speakers are saying, wake up in the morning, I have power, I have power, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have power. Because <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit that produces power. You don't have what it takes to produce power, and you are saying you have power, you have power, it's the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, walk in the Spirit and see the manifestation of God's power in your life. Oh, the last, the last verse. I don't think I have it. Does anybody have the, the, the living Bible or the new living translation, something like that? Please help me read. That's the last thing I want to read. Uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Where it talks about the spirit helps in our weaknesses. Verse 26. Does anybody have the new TLB? That's the last verse I want to read. Or Living Bible. 
the New Living Bible, NLT. Yes, read it for me, please. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Okay. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed. Okay, so does anybody have Living Bible? LB. Brothers, come, 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 come to the front. You are going to become the front. I want you to, yes, come and read it in the mic. Is there a mic? This one. Okay. Read it slowly so that you can. Oh, I, wow, when I read this, come up, it's the preacher now. Uh, don't, don't worry, brother, you are handsome. <laughs> okay. And in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit Wait, helps us. Don't rush. The Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems. Do you have a problem? <laughs> All those problems you are talking about, excuse me, who is there to help you? But you neglected the Holy Spirit. Please read it again so that they will hear. You, uh, it's not my Bible. You won't say I'm the one saying. Read it again. The Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems. It's not that we won't have problems. Who is your helper, please? Thank you. Life in the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Life in the Holy Spirit is, is complete. What I'm asking you to invest your life on deals with your daily problems. All those issues you are talking about, that it appears big, there is a helper, but you are neglecting the helper. So, actually, when I'm talking about life in the Holy Spirit, it's not just you connecting to God. It's not just about you having a purpose, a meaning to life. Your daily problem, you also have somebody. God, who is living inside you, that will help you. Then what's the last thing? There is power inside you. So when we are talking about, we are going to be a center of healing. I've been hearing that prophecy for ages in this church. Many of you think it's the building, when they come to the building. It's you that has the power of God to go and deal with sicknesses and diseases. Brothers, let's just think about what I've said today. Let me give you 30 seconds. Let's pray together before I ask Zami to come up. Just, you know, just don't even pray. Think, reflect. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do I want to do with the message I've heard today? You need to go back and watch it again. That's why I took time what do you need to unlearn? Is it an habit? And you are saying, I want to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. And I want to learn. Just say, Holy Spirit, please teach me what to learn. Teach me what to learn. Holy Spirit, we are asking you to help us. We just want to connect with God. We, we discovered that actually our physical body, both chemical and material component, is just £4.50. What kind of life is that? Uh, we want to change that. That what we value most is our spirit, our soul. 
thank you. You died on the cross uh, to give us this new life. But after you have given us the new life, there are things the Holy Spirit will want us to learn. So we are asking, us, uh, we are asking you to take us on a journey. Uh, uh, take us through that process. Uh, the Bible says, walk in the Spirit. Yeah. So we want to begin to take a step every day. All my brothers and sisters who are here and those watching online, I'm asking for the same help. Help to daily connect with God. Help to find time to relate with God. <coughs> like the Gen Z will say, this generation, help us to download things from the iCloud of heaven. Even we have realized that those problems we are tackling with and we are carrying about, the Holy Spirit, just one thing, one person, we also help us with our daily problem. And we have not been assessing him. God, you know what, <laughs> what I'm praying for this morning? That some of us will just get home and we'll say, Holy Spirit, this problem, we need your help. And we'll see results instantly in Jesus' name. Please, Lord God, we want a transformation. Uh, do what we cannot do by ourselves. Renew us. Help us. Uh, instruct us. Teach us. Inspire us, enlighten us, envision us, encourage us, and empower us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for we have asked for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.